Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Today's episode of Sleep Cues is brought to you by Ryan Penn. It's hard to find premium sleepwear basics that are simple yet bold and beautiful colors and that are cozy and buttery soft, but also focus on the utmost safety for your babe. Enter Ryan Penn. Based in Toronto, owners Amy and Jared named the company after their own little girls, Riley and Penelope, and started the business at a time when they themselves were finding it really difficult to source comfortable, well-made Canadian sourced sleepwear in simple colors like black and gray. The next thing they knew, they found themselves talking to local fabric suppliers, local sewing shops, and ultimately starting their own family business, supporting Canadian companies and causes in the process. From sleep bags to footies and PJs, from crib sheets to toddler blankets, each aspect of every Ryan Penn product is carefully thought out and designed, including tagless neck labels, bye-bye itches, to zipper tab pockets, see later irritation, to convenient neck-to-ankle zippers. This company prides itself on providing you with the best baby sleep essentials you can find. Use code HAPPYSLEEP at checkout and receive a 20% discount at ryanpen.com. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast and happy holidays. It is the holiday season and it looks a little different this year than it did last year in a good way. You know, we can travel a little more than we could last year. There are things that we can do like visit relatives, visit our families, hang out with friends a little more than we could last year. You know, we're all still doing our best to be as safe as possible, but we are able to have a little bit more of that regular holiday feeling this year, and it's so refreshing, but we want to keep sleep in mind. And there are ways you can do it. There are ways that you can have a super happy, wonderful, busy holiday season and still keep your baby and your toddler sleep on track. So that's what I want to talk about today because we're right about to head in the thick of it into the thick of the holiday season and the traveling and the visiting and the missed naps and the on the go naps and the late bedtimes. So I want today to talk about how we can have all that fun and still keep sleep on track and not head into the new year with a very overtired baby who's developed a whole bunch of difficult sleep habits over the holiday season. So let's talk about that. You know, like I said, the holidays are they're just a fantastic time of year for reconnecting with family and starting new traditions, taking part in super exciting holiday activities with your little ones, especially with your babes and your toddlers. This is the time when you're doing a lot of new things, a lot of firsts with them. Maybe you are taking your little one to go see Santa for the first time or something like that. And it's just, you know, tobogganing for the first time with your toddlers, all of those super fun things. And we don't want to miss out on any of that, but none of this is particularly joyful or full of cheer alongside an exhausted little baby or toddler who has missed like three days of naps or gone to bed way past their bedtime for a week straight. So that's why I want to take today to talk about those tips for keeping sleep on track during the holiday season. And it can be done, I swear. So the first thing we're going to talk about is planning travel around sleep when you can. So planning travel around sleep, but let's be realistic, it can't happen all the time. 
Many of us are going to be traveling to another city or maybe even another country to visit family or friends this year, and car rides and long plane trips can be tough on babes when they still need naps, but you can work around this. If you are flying, let's start there. If you're flying, I suggest you schedule flights for first thing in the morning when your babe is most well-rested and most content. Generally, that's when you're going to have the most success with those flights. I know it's not, again, it's not always possible to plan flights exactly when you want to, but if you can, plan them for first thing in the morning. I wouldn't assume that your child is going to nap on the flight. You know, we can't necessarily factor that in. It's really stimulating. There's lots of different noises and things to see. But do bring along your child's favorite comfort object, like a little blankie or a soft stuffy if they have something like that that they love. Take a little book on the plane and let your baby sleep in your arms if they can. If you have done sleep coaching and you are not in the habit of letting your baby sleep in your arms and you are worried that having contact naps on the plane is going to totally unravel all the work you've done with sleep coaching, I wouldn't worry about that. One day of contact naps because you've just got to do it to get your babe some rest on a plane is not going to undo all of the hard work that you have done with sleep coaching. So don't stress about that so much. Also, if you have a significant layover, you can try to get your little one to nap in a stroller or a baby carrier during that layover in the airport between flights. This was a favorite for me. When Mila was little, well, every year we go on a two-week trip to North Carolina And we usually drive because from our house in Ottawa to North Carolina, it's like a 16 hour drive. We can do it. We do 12 hours one day and then a few more hours the next day. However, when Milo was little, like a baby and then even a little toddler, I had no interest in doing a 16, 17 hour drive with a six month old or an 18 month old. So I flew myself those years. And my favorite thing was the layover. And I was really afraid of the layover at first when I became a parent who was going to travel with a small baby or toddler because I thought a long flight would be best and we'd just get it over with and get there. But then I realized once I got into traveling with a baby that layovers are kind of awesome because they give you a break if the flight isn't going so well. If you get on a flight and it's really long and your baby's not really having it, it's, it can be a bit of a struggle. It's you got a long way ahead of you. I mean, don't panic if that's the case for you and you don't have any layovers, but I'm just pointing out that there are some silver linings to layovers because you can take a break from the plane from just sitting in one spot. If your baby's not napping in your arms on the flight, they may nap in a stroller or in a carrier as you walk around in the airport during your layover. So don't fear the layover. The layover can be really helpful for taking a break from that flight and getting your baby a nap in an airport. I also recommend that you try to get an early check-in at your hotel or your whatever your destination is, your relative's house, make sure you can get there as soon as you land or an early check-in at your Airbnb. But if you're staying in a hotel or an Airbnb, get that early check-in if you can so your baby can have an afternoon nap once you arrive. And if that's not possible, go for a stroller ride or a car ride when you reach your destination. That way you can let your baby catch up on some sleep while you enjoy the views. You can get there, you can just not stress out, let your baby get a nap, you get settled in your new destination. And especially if it's somewhere new, you can just drive around and check out the destination and see what's around and get your bearings, if you will. Definitely count on an early bedtime the first night of your vacation. No matter what, even if your baby does nap on the plane or does have a nap when you land and you're driving around or strolling around, it's going to be an exhausting day for all of you. So really, whenever you can, 
number one piece of advice about traveling is prioritizing getting to your destination by a proper bedtime because then if you have had an off day or a long exhausting day at least you can get set up for a good bedtime with your babe and get caught up on some sleep with a good night of rest. If you are driving to your destination so we've been talking about flights but if you're driving again start first thing in the morning and if you can have someone sit in the back with your babe to entertain them until it's their usual nap time. That way We don't get really off track with naps because your baby isn't just falling in and out of sleep because of the motion of the car. Instead, you can have someone sit in the back and entertain them until it's their normal nap time and then stop entertaining them and overstimulating them and let them drift off and get a decent sleep during your drive when they would normally be napping at home. And again, try to get their room set up as soon as you arrive at your destination so they can have that last nap or the proper bedtime in a comfy space once you arrive. And that brings me to my next very important point about traveling with your babe and getting great sleep is creating a familiar sleep environment. Whether you are staying at a hotel or at grandma's for the holidays, remember that the best way to ensure your little one's going to sleep well when you are not at home is to create a familiar sleep environment to what she's used to at home. So ensure your baby has a crib or a travel crib or a bassinet if they're still little enough to sleep in a bassinet to sleep in when you're staying at a hotel or with friends or with relatives. You know, don't have your baby who is used to sleeping in a nice, safe, comfy crib at home just kind of sleep in the middle of a king-size bed when you are on the road. First of all, it's not safe and we want to have a crib, but second of all, we want your baby to have what they're used to when you're on the road. So ensure you have something like that ready for you when you arrive. Remember to take along all the stuff your child is used to. If your child normally sleeps in a sleep bag, do not forget it. Remember that sleep sack because it cues to them that sleep time is coming even if they're not at home. Once it goes on, they know that means sleep time is arriving soon. If your child uses a comfort object, do not forget it. It's the most important time to have a comfort object is when they're not at home and they're used to that comfort object and it makes them feel really safe. There's a reason that it's often referred to as a transitional object because it helps your child transition from one situation to the next or one place to the next and gives them that little familiar feeling of home. Remember a sound machine. If your little one's used to a sound machine, you really want to remember that. And even if your little one doesn't use a sound machine at home, you may want to consider it when you're on the go, when you are staying at someone else's house, because that is a situation where there may be some unfamiliar noises, especially around the holidays. If there are going to be multiple people in the home, some entertaining going on, and it's going to be loud while your child is trying to nap or have their nice early bedtime, you may want to consider a sound machine on a nice white noise setting to drown out some of those unfamiliar sounds that your baby's not used to. And even a portable blackout blind to make the sleep space really seem familiar to what they have at home and to make it nice and dark and non-stimulating and non-distracting. Again, unfamiliar sounds, unfamiliar sights, If the room is bright during nap time and your child is very aware that it is not where they normally sleep, it's probably going to make it harder for them to fall asleep. So all of this is gonna help create a familiar, comfortable feeling sleep environment for your baby when they're away from their usual surroundings. Next thing I wanna talk about is routines. You know I love a good routine. Babies and toddlers love routines. They, They love predictability. They do not love surprises in their scheduling. So whether you're putting your child down at a friend's house while you are enjoying an evening of 
holiday get-together or you're staying at a hotel over holiday vacation, consistency is key to your child's great sleep. So continuing a consistent bedtime routine each night when you're away from home is going to help ready your child for sleep and make bedtime way easier on everyone. Do a bath if you can. If that's part of your normal bedtime routine, I don't recommend you skip it when you're on the road. The bath Just like the sleep sack, it signals to your child that sleep time is coming up soon. And if you do one every night as the first part of your bedtime routine, then the bath signals to your child, oh, okay, this means my big long sleep is coming up soon because this happens every night right before my big long sleep. So do a bath if you can. At minimum, simulate one with like a warm, damp cloth and a quick wipe down. Baths are a great sleep cue. I can't stress that enough. So it's a really important step. Try not to skip it and then make sure that you do that along with all the other regular steps of your bedtime routine. So into their pajamas, into their sleep sack, make sure you get their tummy topped up for the night with a bedtime feed. If your baby's still at an age where you're doing a bedtime feed, read a couple of books and then into their crib or their travel crib for the night. And that's going to help your child understand that even though they're not in their usual sleep environment, Everything feels pretty good and normal and familiar, so it must be time for sleep. Let's talk about naps. Don't skip the naps. It can be tempting to skip naps altogether when the holiday season just gets chaotic and you're traveling from function to function, but try not to make missing nap time a regular occurrence. When your baby gets proper daytime rest, they get better rest at night as well. Sleep begets sleep. I know you've probably heard that expression before. There's a reason I say it all the time, and it is because it's true. The better rested your baby is during the day, generally the better they're going to sleep at night. Of course, there are going to be days when the crib nap is just not possible, and your little one might doze off in the carrier while you're meeting Santa with your preschooler, or your baby might take a snooze in the car as you travel from one holiday get-together to the next, but again, try to make this the exception and not the rule so your little one doesn't get a huge sleep debt for Christmas this year. That's not what anybody wants. Try not to skip the naps. So like I said, even if all the naps can't happen at home in the crib during the holiday season, because that's just not realistic, try to at least make sure you're not skipping the naps altogether and you're prioritizing your baby sleeping when they would normally sleep during the day, even if that means in a stroller in an infant carrier or a wrap while you're doing other things. And then going back to bedtime, prioritize it. It can be really tempting to give in to the pressure of well-meaning friends and relatives who just want your baby to miss this nap. You know, why do they have to nap right now? Let's just have a little longer of a cuddle or let's go out and do this other activity. They can just skip their nap today or just beg you to let your toddler or your preschooler stay up two hours past their normal bedtime to watch Christmas movies with grandma. All of this is so well-intentioned, but it can really wreak havoc on some little one's sleep schedules and you know your baby best. Maybe it won't wreak havoc on your baby's sleep schedule or your preschooler's bedtime if they miss a nap or stay up really late, but you know your child best and maybe for your child, it will be difficult. So you're in charge. Don't forget that. This is your child. And if their healthy sleep habits are a priority for you, then it's not unrealistic to ask others to respect this. Have the conversation. I have this conversation with my clients so often around the holiday season when they ask me for advice about what to do when people are giving them a hard time about 
putting their baby to bed at 7 p.m. when everyone else is staying up until 9 or you know, missing an activity because they want to make sure their baby gets a good nap today because they've already missed a few naps the last couple of days because of other activities. Just have the conversation. Politely explain to your family and your friends that this is your child's nap time or their bedtime and they're going to be much more rested and pleasant later on or the next morning if they don't miss out on proper sleep. And that's important for you and it's important for your baby. So really just have that conversation. And generally when we have it, people are really understanding, they get it. And most of all, don't stress if sleep is a bit out of the ordinary for a day or two over the holidays. Well-rested children who are already great sleepers generally bounce back pretty easily from those types of off days. And even if your kiddo already has some sleep struggles, it's usually just a couple of days that are a bit off and they'll get back to whatever their normal is for sleep pretty quickly after the holiday season. I do also want to, of course, recognize and address that the holidays might still not look exactly the same this year as they have in the past. And I recognize that depending on your location and what the situation looks like where you are, your holiday plans might differ from those in another area due to the fact that we're still dealing with a pandemic situation and we want to provide healthy sleep advice for whatever your family's holiday situation is. We support public health guidelines. We work with families in Canada, the US, across the globe, and there are different guidelines and recommendations being offered in every region in light of the pandemic situation that we are still dealing with globally. So please ensure that you are looking for information from your specific local health authority and make sure that you are having a very safe and happy and healthy holiday season. That is what we wish for you, a safe and happy holiday season, rested, full of love, full of snuggles with your little ones, just enjoying every moment together this amazing time of year. Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.